for men and the women who loved them, for dads raising daughters and the men they want them to attract, for the moms raising sons that need help making them into quality men. Welcome to our table. And we're hot. Let's roll. Let's do it. I can get back to work. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to another episode of Stripped Raw. I'm here joined with Matt and with Cobra. Yes, yep. sir. And we're here today. It's Friday. So this is what we're doing on our Friday evening. We also have Schwa in the background. No mic. Just a bottle. We're discussing today uh, a very special thing. Uh, you matter. And obviously, the website is rolled out, and everybody has seen uh, the product that we've worked pretty hard on for the last several months. <clears throat> so the You Matter concept is pretty simple in definition. Uh, the box that we have put together together was initially asked by Dr. J. I remember it was in the summertime, I think. Late spring, early summer. And she asked me, she said, uh, what are some of the things that I did when I was going through my worst spaces, when I was in that most primal side of myself, broken, beaten down? And I said, well, the only things that were within my control. And of course, the only things they have within your control are, uh, you know, managing your five senses. To me, that's, that's all I have under my control. I can, only the things I can smell to an extent, what I can taste, touch, feel. And I said, so what I try to do is just manage those, those five things. I would burn patchouli every day in the house to make it try to smell good. I'd try to eat some salt with some food. Uh, water was a big one, how I would feel. I think I went uh, like three weeks without a shower because I felt like a dog. We talk about it in the coaching program. But I felt like a dog, and I was like, why should I shower? Dogs don't shower this often. And I felt like a dog. To me, I was pointing my finger at the world, and I was saying, you know, the world did this to me, so if they want to treat me like a dog, I will be a dog. So I didn't shower. And then uh, she wrote these things down on a piece of paper, and she was like, man, what we should do is offer these things that you're talking about. It's kind of like a, a sur like a survival guide for people who are going through the same situation. Because in the grand scheme of things, Cobra and I talked about this quite a bit. There's so many of our friends, and other close like brothers, uh, and even females as well that'll come to us because there's been enough trust established that will, and we'll tell them, you know, do these things. Just do these simple, actionable steps. That's what we push so hard in the other uh, coaching program that, that we've built. Actionable steps to actually get you to move. <laughs> So you don't feel like an animal. The goal is to graduate out of that, that first stage of yourself, that animal. And then uh, as you start to climb, you start to feel more like a human being. But since you've been torn down so far into that space, you can kind of understand yourself. That was the beautiful part of being in there, you know, crying all the time. And like for me, not showering, I could see how bad I can actually smell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we appreciate crazy. all that. Yeah, absolutely. And you bring that stuff to work. Bring that stuff to work. You wow for that. Mm -hmm. But also it's like, man, I... The human body can go 30 days without food and X amount of days without water, right? Because that's, yeah. I mean, that was the place that I was in. That's, that's real time. So Dr. J wrote all these things down and said, we should build like an, like an Amazon cart 
for people. And she said, wait a minute, why an Amazon cart? Why can't we just deliver all these things in just one simple package? And that's what we did on the website. We put all the things that we talked about and all of us brainstormed about, all of these concepts, all of these. There's so much experience in this thing. And it comes down to just that basic thing of you matter. To those people out there who feel like they are lost. And two words, you matter. It's it seems like it's a simple thing, but you remember, I mean, Coach, when you were lost, you know, mm-hmm. you matter for somebody to come and say that to you. I mean, did you, would you even listen to those words? If somebody was to come up to you, like, like we did, like, hey, man, I love you. You got this. Did it like just buzz right over your head? What I want to do is I want to like, in this episode, I want to understand why when somebody says like, hey, man, you matter. But that person in that really bad space that we were in, like, why doesn't that phase us if you will like Man, appreciate the words bro just, but yeah because you don't feel like it you know you don't right. you don't feel like yourself somebody else may feel it but it doesn't mean anything if you don't feel it for yourself i mean it sounds easy to say I mean, everybody knows that right you got to feel it yourself you got to love yourself before you can let me everybody knows that but uh, but that's the truth though man when i was going through whatever i was going through um i didn't i didn't feel like i mattered you know, so let, if somebody else were to come to me and say, hey, you matter, like, what would that mean to me? Mm. You know, so. Um, yeah, Matt, I know you've been through some things as well. Yep. When you were in your worst space and you had that neighbor or that best friend or significant other, your dad, right? Mm-hmm. Your dad's a pretty solid dude. Yeah. And if he was to come up and be like, hey, man, all these things going on, just know that you matter. Where would it miss its target? I think what. Cobra was kind of alluding to because you don't there's no self-confidence at all because you're at your worst Mm -hmm. and it's hard to look at it past just two words Mm. right because you're that far down but there was no guide other than some words right and people come you know I talk to you a few times we've Mm. had conversations and I don't know if it ever sunk in or not because it's hard because people are giving you advice or saying things to you and you know they may not Resonate. hear what you're saying yeah like take it in but I think there's another side to that too I think for for some people they may hear the words and they will just assume that because you care about them you're just saying these nice things mm. you know what I mean yeah. so it can go in one ear and out the other at the end of the day that's what you're supposed to say right you're supposed to come to me and tell me that i matter because i'm i'm hurting or whatever but those are just words i think the difference between um um like just hearing those words and seeing action you know somebody showing you you know that you matter or you showing yourself that you matter by discovering these things about yourself you know for sure time. and that's when i think that stuff starts to click yeah you know? In these last several months, I started to uh, to read back into my captions when I was in that space. So it was like in the early days of writing raw, and I was just journaling these captions of what I was feeling day to day. And what I noticed about myself is I did, this is no kidding, like I felt and I treated myself like a dog, okay? Think of that homeless dog that's out there and it's got no house. So for me... <clears throat> Even though I had a house, I had four walls, I had running water, all these types of things, didn't matter. Uh, There were times like, Matt, when I would go to your office, I don't remember a thing that you said. I I don't remember anything that you said, 
But what I do remember is that I knew that if I just needed to, because I'm like sweating convulsively in the middle of the day and it's December and I don't know why, it's like I needed shelter. So in a way, it's like when I could just go in your office and just kind of just shoot the crap with you, there was somebody else who was sitting across from me. And a lot of times my, my ears were numb. My whole body was numb. So I didn't hear what you were saying, but I knew that I could trust this space. Fred put it beautifully uh, when we did the video about, you know, when your friend needs help. I remember when I went through the breakup, I was sitting at the kitchen table. This is 48 hours after the breakup. He comes back from Saudi. This dude sits across from the kitchen table for three hours. And in a way, I'm like crying and I'm sulking, which I've never done in front of anybody, especially Fred's big dumb face, right? This big burly dude. And he's just sitting and he slouched across the chair from me, just staring at me, not on his phone or nothing, just staring at me. And every now and then I would say something and he would like counter it. Let's go do something about it. And in a way, it would challenge me to a point where he'd be like, well, I don't want to do anything about it. All right, we're not going to do anything about it. And then he would just go silent again. It was these safe spaces. It mm-hmm. was just safe spaces is all it was. Like when, Cobra, when you're saying, uh, even though somebody comes up to you, because it's like, that's what you're supposed to say. Like, you matter. Hey, man, you got this. And you got these things. Like, in passing, mm-hmm. the crap doesn't matter. To me, that crap doesn't matter. It's like, until it's like ride or die, you're going to sit in this space with me. That's what matters. Just being in that presence. It's weird. Maybe it's like an energy right. exchange or... Well, I think sometimes, too, you just... People don't know how to react to certain things. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, I'm just going to talk to them. I'm going to fix them. Yeah. And you can't. Right. Like, really, it's listening for the most part or trying to get on that level to better understand what that person's going through. And that's tough Mm. because some people just, they don't listen. They listen enough to respond to talk Mm -hmm. instead of just listen. Like, you know, several times you walk in, talk to somebody and they're on their phone while you're talking to them. I, Mm. I will walk out of a room. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, well, I'm not worth your time, so why should I waste my breath? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think people get lost in some of that. And it was with you just having conversation based off of what you were saying, but I knew it wasn't like sinking in. Yeah. But it was enough that you kept coming back, so there was something past that's it. Exactly. And that's that's what, to me, that's you matter. You're spending the time with that person, even though their brain is mush. Let me ask you this, Coves. We've had a lot of conversations in the past. And how many of these conversations did I talk about the same thing over and over? Over and over and over again. Yep. But. And the crazy thing is, like, when one of our boys came to the shop and Coves and I, like, guided him through his stuff, he talked about the same thing over and over and over. It's almost like there was a brain lapse in there. And I didn't even understand it until I had conversations with Coves and with Brandon and these guys. It's like I would get on the phone... Once a week, twice a week, seven times a week, five times a day sometimes. And talk about, I don't even remember, like, I already went over these points with him, but I don't remember it. So when that person came to you two with their issues and they were saying the same things that you had said. Correct. Did it start sinking in? Like, yeah, it was crazy. Like almost bringing you back to that time? So that's the, the crazy part. So at that time when our boy came in. Uh, and he was bringing these points up because his, his wife left and he had three kids at the house by himself. And he's going over these same points over and over and over. 
I finally got a perspective on what he went through, what, Co- what, what Cobra went through. Because to me, it was like, man, I was talking about the same things to Cobra and how much of that was actually triggering to him. How much energy did I take out of this man? Because at the same time, now I'm in the position and I mean, our boy is just draining me dry. But it's like, I'm, I'm trying to be there for you. And I but was that's there. that lifeline. You have to exactly expound that energy to them you because do. they're coming to you with no shit real problems. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is they actually trust you with it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder this, though. Do a lot of people, because I know what you went through, Matt, with yep. with your stuff in the past. Yep. So it's like I could relate to you in a way. Um, I went to Cobra because of what he went through in the past. I didn't take all my crap, and it's no offense to like schwa or anything, but I'm not going to pile all my crap in his lap because is it like, is he going to know what to do with it? Like, hey, man, been there. He, I know that smell, these types of things, right? Yeah, and when I went through mine, like, I shunned a lot of my family. Like, they were trying to help, but I didn't want their help. Mm. And I found somebody that used to be, that worked out there with us, and he was going through the same shit, or he was ahead of me in that, and that's who I went to, because I knew he was going through it. And the people that I shun, they're all well-intentioned, right? Yeah. I, it's not lost on me, but the answers aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The answers are with the people that are walking through that fire because mm-hmm. they know what their feet feel like in that fire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the beautiful thing of... Uh, so the box that we came up with, the You Matter box, <clears throat> there's a lot of... We did a lot of videos. And everything we've done, we've done ourselves. That's the, the, the also like the crazy cool thing about our team or all the creators. We did all of the videos, the pictures. We've done everything. I mean, pretty much all of your websites and all, I mean, all of your pictures and all of Schwa's pictures have pretty much built the website. Within this box, these aren't actors, it's us. Mm-hmm. And we're able to do it with like that conviction. Everybody that we've shown these pictures to or that like scan these QR codes so far, you know, the close family or whatever, they're like, man, you guys rocked it. And we rocked it because we lived it, you know? Yeah, it's no, there's no selling. There's, it's fucking real as real can be. Correct. Yeah. So when they scan those QR codes, they, they actually are coming to the table. They're coming to the, like this yeah. this is the real table. Yeah. It's almost like having a conversation, just like people do still to this day when they come down to the shop and, hey, I'm going through this with, you know, I'm having these problems and it's just like, it's, it's real talk. Yeah. That's how it started, man. Mm-hmm. It's the shop. It is. That's exactly how it started. It's the same thing now. It's just on a, a platform like this where it's podcasts, websites, and stuff. Yeah. But that's, that's how it started. We talked about it for a while. If we were to put up these uh, these video cameras and these microphones up in the shop. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know? How like how much content or not even, co- but like understanding. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to like the people that are going through these struggles. Like nobody can ever understand what it is I'm going through. Stop. There's plenty, we've, we've dealt with it. Like we've done it. Now, I'm not saying we've done everything, but like we talk about in the coaching program, a lot of these problems that we see from different people, whether it being PTSD, suicide, breakup, um, loss of a, loss of a loved one, loss of a child, the healing process or like being the lost side of it. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. That, that dark tunnel is all the same. The pain is all the same. Like nobody will ever understand what it is I'm going through. 
scan some of these things on this box and we'll see about that. Yeah. I think I think pain is is it's universal. You know, it, it comes from different places. Yep. But the pain you feel it's going to be the same kind of pain that I feel. It's just what brought me here is different than what brought you there, you know. Yeah. But the pain itself is it's the same, you know. So we can all relate in that aspect, in my opinion. You know? Now that you're finally in this place that you're in right now, would you say to yourself, if I were... All right, I know what he's going to say. <laughs> if I was to tell you, though, like, hey, Cobes, you matter. Well, right now I would say I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See? I know. Right. I know. But when you were going through your shit, yeah. you wouldn't have said mm-hmm. that. No, I wouldn't have said that. I think it was the only coaching moment that I had with you is when the hood was up on your truck. And this was probably two or three years ago. hood was up on your truck. I woke up to your truck and you're like, you're messing with it. I said, what are you doing? You're like, man, I was driving down the road and I had this, like, my eyes were going crazy. And, and I think you had a, I'm going to say panic attack, but you're also like a superhero. So like panic attacks don't happen to you. But I mean, you were going. No, I don't know what it was because it's the first time I ever experienced anything like that. I don't know if it was a panic attack or an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I was I I, I didn't have control over what right you know whatever emotion was was in me and what was coming out. Like I didn't know it was foreign to me. Yeah. Was, were you looking in your truck to figure out like something happened with <laughs> something it? Had to be it's the it's the truck's fault. It's the truck's fault. Yeah. Right. No, I don't know. No, you you went through this thing, and even th- then. I remember because to me, I thought I had all the answers at the time, right? I thought I mastered some things. And I said, hey, man, you're, and I think it was following a breakup. But I said, you're, you know, you're not the backup on the bench. You're number one. You're a starter. Because to me, you are a starter. And I'm going to say like you're a starter in life because you're the, you're the type of grade of man that I would want to raise my kid, right? Uh, if I had a, if I had a sister, I'd be like, yeah, this is a good dude to raise a family with. That's, that's the way I look at it. So you shouldn't sit on the bench for any partner out there trying to figure themselves out. But even then, I was telling you these things. I was hitting you with my best lines. And I'm a pretty good writer. I don't care what I say about the devil and all of these things. Well, right? okay. But I was throwing my best lines. And even then, it was just falling on deaf ears. Yeah. yeah I just don't think I was ready to receive it at the time. Man. No. Yeah, just kind of we said at the beginning of this podcast, is if the person's not ready, they're just, they're just not going to hear it. Man. Correct. And even though, like, you think about all those pamphlets they hand out at work, like if you're going through a bad time, scan this thing, right? And you scan this thing, and then you go to this <laughs> HTTPS, this link is no longer valid. Or it's just this constant onslaught to the point where it's like, no matter what, I just lose. That's None of what this shit works. None of yeah, it works. Of right. Works. And even when you do reach out, it's like you have to create this 12-step login. And it's, you're just, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's just you're just constantly losing to the point you give up. Right. So I'm no longer going to listen to you and your resources. You have failed me in my opinion. So I'll just stay over here. Mm-hmm. That was me. I reached out. So it's like, you're in the military. Here are all of these resources. To the point I use these resources up, quote unquote. And then they say like, sorry, you've out. You've, to me, it felt like uh, you've out welcomed your stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've out welcomed your stay. It's like, well, pump your brakes real quick. Yeah. Let me justify. Let me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you all these things that just happened to me. Like, you've ran out of therapist now. And that's and that, going to go to black and white because black and white says you're only allowed this. Yes, yeah, you're only allowed right. this. Yeah. What, is, what does that even mean? Like, oh, I guess the 12 sessions yeah. that's, that you gave me, exactly. now I'm by, fixed. By the regs, now yes, I'm fixed. sorry, bro. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm fixed. And they said, we've given you as many opportunities as we can. Like, so pump your brakes real quick. Like, in this last year, I've lost my dog. 
half of my kid, my whole, I've lost all of these things. And now you're telling me like, sorry, bro, you've out welcomed your stay. There's nothing else. There's nothing else you can do for me. So what do I do? What do I do now? Here's a pamphlet. There's a front door. There's a front door. (laughs) He said, just go try to find some, something somewhere else. So I did. Right. And I found a shotgun and then I got a typewriter and I said, let's just see how long this thing rides. That's it. Wipe your hands. Okay. I guess I'll wipe my hands too. Mm-hmm. Same program that keeps you up. Like, what, what are we doing here? And that was where we're at now. Fast forward, I don't know, two or three years. And it's like, okay. I see where a lot of these guys and gals are at right now. And I don't know if the stats are up to date. I know we had a meeting the other day and they said the stats aren't up to date. But it's like one suicide of a veteran an hour or something 22 yeah, a day i it's hard to fathom it is it, it really is but now that i'm we are in this position it's like kind of understand things now so now it's like okay now i kind of have a little bit of a voice let's talk about it so i think there's a difference between us at our table versus going to see a therapist yeah and like my sister is a licensed therapist she owns her own practice and I had this conversation with her because I wasn't really trying to like piss her off. That was not the intent. But I think we've lived it. Mm-hmm. They read books. Yep. Mm. Like we're not no saying. No disrespect. Yeah. No disrespect. Like, yeah. Right. It. I mean, they, they go through a whole onslaught of things, right. but we've yeah. lived it. Yeah. Do they we're know? We're not therapists. We don't say we're therapists. We have an experience. Right. Do they know what happens? Like for me, I knew what happened when I played that certain uh, playlist, if you will. It's one of the QR codes in the box. Basic stuff. When I listen to certain music, I would just cry in a feeble position for some reason. Maybe the, uh, I don't know, like the frequencies that come out of music, whatever it triggers you in a certain way, whatever it is. Certain music put me in a bad way. Certain music left me curled up on the floor. And then again, certain music made me felt inspired. Mm-hmm. But it was like just down to the music side of it. Those primal senses. Listening, right? Mm-hmm. Just the power of your ears. Yeah. I think music is powerful. And yeah. it's universal. Absolutely. But also, you look at, like uh, for me, um, when Cobra found me, one of my favorite stories, we talk about it in the coaching program. Actually, no, it's in the video when we did the QR code on the box. Yeah. This dude, it was, I don't know, Two weeks after the house was torn to pieces and the kid was taken. Not taken in a bad way, but just like custody rights, yeah, right? Used well, to I mean, that's how you feel. 100% of the time. And then now yeah. you go to and now I've got, of the time. Yeah, I've got 50% that's, of the time. That's what you mean. So it's like one of my first weeks, I don't have my kid. My, my house isn't noisy anymore. Like, what, what am I doing here? I'm just, I'm You probably don't even want to be there. Right. And I didn't. And I slept outside. I slept in the driveway. And then it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. Cobra pulls up to the driveway. He opens the door. He gets out of his truck, walks up to the driveway. And I'm out there with a half gallon of Seagram's. And he said, you're coming to work tomorrow. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to work tomorrow. But he gave me a mission for the next day. So it's like these primal little things, actionable steps. So taste, like alcohol. I was drinking way too much alcohol, which is a depressant. And that's something that's within your control as well. So it's your mouth. 100%. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of these little things, what you know, I got lost in like uh, 
with the with the writing raw. I got lost in the visual side of things. Whereas I go to write, and you would see these numbers come in and just built up this false trashy ego. And I thought that I'm finally winning again. And it's like it's all shallow as well. So it's like all of these things that should be within my control. I was self sabotaging myself. Because the problems don't go away. Right. The bottle just gets empty yeah, till the next day, and then you start that cycle again. Yep. Just because it, back how it made you feel numb to yeah. whatever pain to get through to the next day. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a battle I know I've been through with alcohol. Like when we went through that plane crash, I was getting two half gallons of bullet rye a week. Jesus. Because I... I couldn't deal like stress. Yeah. You're leading all these people. They're looking at you for answers mm-hmm. and I don't have it. Right. And there was no help. Well, that's, and that's crazy. Probably feel hopeless. Yeah. Cause there is no help. But in the grand scheme of things, there is hope and there is help. It's one of the things I wish I would have known a long time. Like, no, there's plenty of hope. You just need to quit self-sabotaging yourself. Like something time starts at a certain point. It's like, you're going to do it now or never. But or it takes somebody to lead like, you. Like Cobra went to you mm-hmm. in the driveway like you're going to work tomorrow. It takes that action mm-hmm. to do something to give somebody purpose. Correct. Yes, that part. And that's the beauty to me of the box. Yeah. We don't have to have that conversation. I'm going to give you this. Mm-hmm. Actionable steps. As Actionable an steps. action. Yep. And purpose. then it's up to you to do those small things every single day. Correct. But it's like a snowball. Once you start doing those those keep little t- things, you just keep doing them. You just keep doing and it. And that's what feels so good is that that, that sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You do that one thing, it's like, oh, man, I accomplished something. Because before that, you were just sitting idle yep. and not doing anything, feeling worthless. Yep. You know, but you do the, the one thing, like you get up and you make your bed. That's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know, you drink some water. It's an accomplishment. You take a shower. It's an accomplishment. Yep. You know. You write in your journal. That's an accomplishment. You know, you start to do these things, and you start to see the worth within yourself. You know start I mean? getting yep. stressed out. I so. believe there's a stress ball in there. Yeah, you can, ball, yeah. you know, take your uh, frustration out on it. Water yeah. bottle, right? But even that's an action. Throwing it, it against the it, wall is an action. True. <laughs> so everything yeah. in there is an action, mm-hmm. and all of it contributes to. I'm not gonna. I'm like the the typical keep like stress relief, but it, I mean, <laughs> we lit up a chewy. Here the other day when we were recording the video. Yeah. What did Cobra say? Man, that smells pretty good. Smell I good. thought he had better candles. Oh, uh, my bad, man. Like, <laughs> bad. maybe we get some patchouli. Can- I'll take that for action. Yeah. Burn some patchouli. Yeah. But yeah, the grand scheme of things is like, yes, you matter. You do matter. But if you were to come up to me back in the day, four years ago. Just and like, words. Hey, Dave, you matter. Like, what are you talking about? Shut up. Or I don't even hear it because I'm numb. I'm numb. Like nothing you could say. There's nothing you can say right now. There's no uh, Vince Lombardi slogan that you, that doesn't matter. All I need is for you just to sit in the space with me. Yeah. And that's what essentially the whole table did. He sat in the space with me at some point or another, but he sat in the space. Let you dump it all out. And then it was what? An action. Yep. And eventually it's like, all right, everybody sit in my space and it's like, it gets to the top and I just have to puke things out because I'm so full of toxic crap. And then like people, and as time goes on, certain people are like, oh, that's a little too toxic for me. And I mean, if it is, then it is. And you got to like, you got to walk away. 
and it, right. but your table gets smaller and smaller and then it's like you finally look around and you realize the people that are still sticking around are the people that have been through it or the people who have hearts like those big hearts like schwa and you know even even brandon you know brandon's never been through a divorce or anything like that but i mean that man is a factory of just unconditional love he's not going anywhere yeah even when you try to get rid of brandon yeah, even when you try to you forget it he's too understanding yeah <laughs> I, think I always wonder sometimes when I go talk to him and drop some stuff on him, like if he's like, man, that dude is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Brandon was my first real big cry. I was sitting outside of the house. It was week one. It was raining outside. It was May. And I was just sitting outside because I, I couldn't go inside the house. And he stopped at the house. He sat out th- outside the front porch with me. And I was just crying and just like trying to understand it. And I was, I hadn't slept in three days. And I was just so tired and I'm just crying and convulsing. And then finally I go inside and I collapsed right there in the dining room, like fell onto the floor, just crying in this feeble position. And I cried myself to sleep and he pulled up a chair right next to me and he just sat there. And I woke up a couple hours later and he was still there. Oh yeah. You know? And it's just like, that's what, that's what we need. That's what we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he checks up on me too. Like, he mm-hmm. gave me a hug yesterday when I left. He's always like, are you okay? Because, you know, stressors of the job and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And it's, I wasn't okay with that scotch bonnet salsa mix that he had. It's uh, <laughs> pretty rough, but, you know, he's he's that dude. Oh, yeah. Well, in every group of friends, this is a theory. Okay, let, let, me, let me ballpark this off you guys. Matt, you've got... Two older sons, right? Yep. Both of them have driver's license, that type of stuff. If one of them was to get uh, have a relationship with a girl, they break each other's heart. He's in a really bad way. He's depressed, whatever it is. In his group of friends, does he have guys that he can like open up to and talk about these things? I know at least one of them does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure... If the other does or not, he's pretty reserved to himself mm-hmm. a lot of times. I think they're realizing some of their friends aren't really their friends. Mm-hmm. Like, That's more so thing. like acquaintances, right? Yeah. Um, so I think he's doing some searching of that and taking himself out of situations like what they used to do all the time. Yeah. Why do you think... Okay, so this was a conversation... I've had with my son quite a few times. Um, So like crying, like for me, I'm talking about crying, convulsing on the floor, those types of things. Why do you think it's so hard for a male to think he can't cry? Here we go again. Man, we talk about this like every other day. (laughs) I think he wants you to change your answer, maybe. It's not going to change, man. (laughs) <laughs> what's the answer <laughs> well, you, you, what are you asking you asking if men can cry or why, why is it so hard why does a man or why does a male feel like he can't cry stigma there you go that society um, man it's it's because it's, it's, it's a natural thing I mean you came out the womb you were crying you know you came out the womb you were crying as a kid you were crying when you didn't get your way you know at some point in time you went through puberty and and you got a, a a load of society, and you realize that oh man, I'm a male. 
I cannot cry, otherwise it means I'm this or that. But all of that stems from a fear of, of being perceived as weak, in a sense, right? And so because you, you fear being weak, then it means you can't do weak things. And crying has been, you know, placed in the category of weak. You know? So I think we've talked in the past several times, like you think, and you had said, um, like crying in front of a woman yeah if you have a plan but when you're a child you're crying because you didn't get your snickers or you didn't go to burger king or whatever right right, right. it's a difference right yeah there's a difference Mm -hmm. there you here as a man you have a should have a plan you're not Mm -hmm. crying because you didn't get your way because you're going to a hobby lobby and you can't stand going there Mm -hmm. maybe that's a personal reference but (laughs) well even a man who works that same Let's say six thirty to five o'clock job every day, and he has, you know, a boss who just craps all over him, and you know, and he goes home every day, and he's like, "I hate this." So he's not crying, but he's like whining about it. Mm-hmm. Some guys don't even open up about that. Why are you shaking your head, Schwa? You've got a great job. <laughs> but he's like, he's whining every day about it. It's like, okay, you're gonna get another job or what? But I mean, even in that, I mean, it gets, I mean, we talk about the question about. You know, a man crying in front of his woman or whining in front of his woman. I think that's um, a guy that can do that, who can complain every single day and not take any action as to change whatever that could lose the interest of, you know, whoever he's in a relationship right. with as well. You know, because it's just they don't have any faith in you anymore, mm. you know, because you, you, you bring problems, but you never bring solutions. You, you right. just bring You're not doing anything about it. And that's it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always going to be an issue. Yeah. So do you talk to your uh, other person about stuff at work? I don't bring any of y'all up because y'all don't matter. (laughs) She's got our phone number, so she can just ask us directly. No, we talk about all of it. I mean, and and you should. But like, just like you're saying, there's got to be action behind these things. Where I think that I've gotten lost in the past, and I put myself on the spit here, is I would talk about these things and just like complain mm-hmm. and just whine about how these certain guys were running certain things and whatever, whatever, right? right. And I'm just constantly complaining about it and there's no solution. Right. But I was never taught to have an action to it. To me, the action was, even though I'm coming home and I'm complaining and convulsing these things, mm-hmm. I'm still paying the bills here. I'm still, you know, getting you that nice purse for Christmas. You're still doing these things, and to me, that was the actionable thing. I'm still giving things. Does that make sense? I think you were misguided in your what you're. No, I understand what you're saying for well, sure. That's where I'm getting at. And but I, you, but so, I, th- I think it was my dad that told me people bitch in four walls for twenty years, or people do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for, though. I think you were misguided. And I do think that the modern day male was misguided on a lot of things in life. Still are. Yeah, still out there. Exactly. And there wasn't a healthy, masculine uh, perspective to guide him through, especially in today's world because things are changing all the time. We have more, let's say, social situations. I'm not going to say dilemmas. Social situations than they did 50 years ago, right? So there's new things now, too, that we haven't figured out. We're still right. dealing with crap that we haven't figured out in the 50s. Right? 
Yes. Business, you know, the boss still reaching that hand up in that skirt. Those types. That's still happening. Mm -hmm. And now we've got these other problems we're trying to deal with. So we're trying to like smash all this stuff at the same time. It's a lot of stuff. But think about it. Like even today, you guys have younger sons. Mm -hmm. Like when COVID happened, like they don't. They don't have that interaction. They don't experience some of those things because it's all virtual. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I, I, it was my daughter. She came home one day and she's like, my friend so-and-so. And I was heavily involved with all of them. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Oh, she's online. Say what? <laughs> like kids make friends through social media and different yeah, avenues. Yeah, yeah, video games, all of it. Like, that's a... It, my whole point is it it's all steadily evolving, and we still haven't figured out all I of agree. these other things. And I think that's where the modern-day male, especially with social media, you have influence on social media platforms like red pill culture. The ultra masculine culture, the alpha culture, um, the modern day male, they are at a disadvantage based on the way that they've been taught about things and also the new things that are in front of them. Right. So they're overwhelmed. Right. So we wonder why statistics are going up when it comes to like suicide, for divorce, for mass shootings, all of these things. And it's because, to me, the modern day male is overwhelmed and it's like for suicide, easy way out. Yeah. Too much. There's so much anxiety that's built into a, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I know we're getting way off topic from the box, right? No, no, because I'm about to tie it in. Right. But you think about it, your kid grows up with a phone and it starts out, at least for mine, was an easy convenience. Because if I dropped one off because I had to go across town, I knew. Hey, just call me when you're ready to be picked up, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it started. And then they all had them. But we don't realize, like, all the shit that goes on in the world, all this stuff with Israel and Ukraine and school shootings, uh, mass shootings, they see it. It's in their hand Mm -hmm. every single day, every minute of the day. So they're looking at TikTok, Snapchat, this person, that person, uh, the influencers, mm-hmm. and that's raising your kid. Yep. It's an instant babysitter. Why it do is. little kids have iPads? Like, we used to watch TV, right? Now it's an iPad. Mm-hmm. So they grow up in that culture with something in their hand. And eventually, you're going to see with the numbers steadily increasing. And the stats, man. I can't wait. Like, we're going to do an episode with these stats. You're going to see where it's increasingly going in the wrong direction. And eventually, it's going to have to break. I think it's breaking now. That's why we're having a conversation with it on a Friday night. I'm spending it in here with you guys that I respect so, you know. Say what, say what you got to say. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe anything you just said. But like all he right. just like bit his tongue a little bit, right? He like, did. It's like he wanted to say something else. Is yeah. it Thursday? Yeah, it is Thursday. It's like when your mom makes you apologize oh, to somebody you don't want to apologize to. Yeah. Like, apologize to your brother. <laughs> exactly. But overall, <laughs> yeah. eventually it's all going to break, right? And I think that's where even you have 19-year-old males right now looking for solutions. 
You've got 25-year-old males coming to sleep. We've got guys in the shop that come down, and they're 18 years old, and they're like, they don't want to look at this stuff anymore on like online to figure out. They're coming to what I would consider, consider real men and asking, like, what's your take on this, Dave? Hey, Cobes, what do you think about this? And that's the same message that's in the You Matter box. People could say like, oh, so you're saying that you have a better message in your box than what I can offer? I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that anybody that has come to us has come out in a positive way. And these are the the cheat codes that help that. Boom. I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Because that's, that's what it was. It was, you know, me going through what I was going through, you going through what you was going through, then sitting down and realizing that these are the similarities of the the growing, you know, process through that or whatever. And now it's just, you guys get to do the same thing, mm-hmm. to experience the same, you know, same steps. Yeah. You, you don't need to carry a boat through Lake Michigan right. in order to find the solution. But yeah. when I was going through it, I had to just figure it out. Yeah. Right. When you were going through it, you had to just figure it out. Yeah. And with the help of, you know, you don't have to take us. an ice bath for 20 minutes a day and <laughs> have right. some breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. And these were all like uh, solutions that we not only found from ourselves, but when I found something one day, I would bring it to Cobes and then Cobes would bounce it back off of me and so on and so forth. Right. Mm-hmm. So we took what and when we bumped it against uh, our boy, you know, he healed in 25 percent of the time we did. Yeah. Just math. That's just simple math. Yeah. He's, he's thriving right now, too. Mm-hmm. He was doing good. Yeah, and that's the You Matter box. And that's our concept of You Matter. That's why we created the box. So you can buy a box. You can also donate Donate a box. box. So if you got somebody that's out there that know is struggling, you don't have to say anything. Yeah, and even if you don't know what to say, we've got content in there for what you need to do. That's the other crazy thing. Like, I don't know what to do. We'll tell you what to do. Survival guide. Yeah. Cheat codes. Cheat codes, man. I like that. It's cheat codes. All right, everybody. We appreciate your time. We hope you have an awesome evening. See you.